everyone and welcome back to Cross-Legged Conversations with me, Hafsa. <laughs> Lol. Okay, so welcome back everyone. Um, today I have a guest with me on the podcast. I've got my sister, Aisha, who just did the interview. Hello. Interview, the introduction. But a lot of people say we sound quite similar, so I don't know if anyone could tell. So today, as you can tell by the title, we're going to be talking everything, university, careers, what it's like to go from university to working in nine to five. Yeah, I've got my sister. So do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a bit about what you studied. Hello, I'm Aisha. Um, so I've studied pharmacy at uni and I'm doing my trainee year um, in a hospital. So how, you need to tell, probably tell us a bit about how that works. So like, what is the so pharmacy I've degree? Done, so for a pharmacy degree, I've done four years at uni. And when you graduate, you go on to do a training year. So a bit like medicine where you have your two years of training. So we do one year and it's called the pre-reg year or now they're calling it trainee foundation yeah so i'm doing that now in a hospital let's roll it a bit back and talk yeah. about what did you always want to do you know what was it about like you know the, the classic personal statement stuff so did you always want to do pharmacy mm, how did you fall into it i think i i honestly don't know how i got into pharmacy and i always say this i feel like i just fell into pharmacy i was thinking about medicine to start maybe in like year 12 and stuff but the grades weren't it and <laughs> And I didn't even prepare for I remember we went to we, on holiday in 2016 and I hadn't prepared for the UCAT and it was booked and everything. And I was just sitting there in Kenya, I remember it, thinking, right, so I have to, as soon as I go back, I've got the UK, UCAT or whatever um, to do and I haven't revised and I don't even know if I want to do medicine. Mm. And I was like, pharmacy, pharmacy sounds like a good choice. So that's why I ended up doing, I applied for pharmacy that in year 13 um, and I got in to this university and now I'm doing pharmacy I just I would say I don't hate it and I'm I'm very grateful with everything how it worked out but it was just I definitely fell into pharmacy Mm. it wasn't like a it wasn't it wasn't like a thing where you're like oh I always wanted to you know dispense medicine I didn't think about that in I didn't think about it that deeply I don't think at all Mm. before I guess what were your expectations? So we'll go into the we'll go we'll just go straight into the university part. What were your expectations of university? Because I know I can share stuff that I because for those of you who might not have listened to any other episodes, I started my first year this this September. But anyways, so what were your like expectations going into university, friends wise, studying? So like, what oh, do you think about? I I was what do you think about all my friends for life? Like everyone says, that's what I thought. For well, I I definitely made good friends in uni. Mm. I wouldn't say I've made good friends, but yeah, everyone says, "Oh, you're gonna make the friends for life, for like social life." So yeah. I was expecting that. I was also expecting probably just to get more wise, more clever, probably <laughs> just pick up knowledge. Yeah, I think to go into the friends part because that's I know that's a big thing. Yeah, because especially I mean you you were before COVID time, so yeah. it was different. But there's like a really huge expectation that before you go in, when you're going into university especially with a degree that's like because your degree is four years yeah and the one that i'm doing is five years that you're going to make these lifelong friends and yeah. as soon as you go in you have to find your group oh but yeah i think everyone quickly realizes <laughs> yeah that is not the case at all i think yeah. assume the everyone i feel like first year is tough because everyone feels the pressure of making friends and everyone knows oh this is the time to be making good groups that you can stick with you know throughout the year you know my people my group kind of thing yeah so I definitely went through that at the beginning when we had freshers and stuff and what societies you're in and everything. <clears throat> but all the people that I met, alhamdulillah, they were go- all good people. I just, 
think when you're f- trying to force a friendship, sometimes it doesn't work yeah, out. Yeah, it doesn't click. Um, but you do find good people along the way that you stick with, though. That's yeah, you end up just telling a bunch of people in presses, like, what cost? Oh, whole, yeah, what do you standard, do for A-levels? Yeah, where are you from? <laughs> it's literally a script, like, the standard script is, like... It kind of gets annoying, I'm not going to lie. Especially when you're doing it in fr- with real people, and I like you for COVID and everything, you have to see the person every time. Yeah, and you literally, like... You'll say, hi, what's your... This is how it goes. I'll, I'll, I'll play one person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, how's it... What's your name? Oh, my name's Aisha. Oh, cool, my name's Hafsa. And then you immediately forget their name. <laughs> like, their name what did you do? You. Oh, um, where did you go uh, for six forms? Yeah, where oh. you... Oh, oh, you're from London. Oh, where are you from? You, you Wales. And then if you're from London, I'll be like, what part of London? And then, yeah. Like, West London, blah, blah, blah. Oh, oh, yeah, I know that. London. I know that area. He's <laughs> like, oh, it's... And then you'll move on and you'll never speak to them again. And it's just awkward. I think the most awkward part is... You like, see that per- you see, see a lot them. of the people again and again yeah. and again, <laughs> and it's just and so it's good. like oh okay so we still haven't yeah. moved past that stage of the beginning yeah. like forming a friendship. It's weird, but I think for COVID, it's also another added weird layer because for us, I think I joined these like WhatsApp group chats. So before you oh, start yeah. uni, there's WhatsApp yeah. group chats for your course, your university, whatever. People just make group chats. And then in that group chat, everyone would give out their Instagrams mm-hmm. so that you can like talk to each other, which never happened. So I've just followed a bunch of people on my course um, on Instagram, and I see them on Instagram, and I've seen them in person from yeah. Instagram. But it's like you just see everyone, everyone follows each other, everyone technically knows who each person is, but yeah. you never speak to them because of COVID, you right. barely see them. The thing is, you know, for me, I actually didn't have Instagram, and I wasn't oh, in a lot of. Okay. I didn't have Instagram when I started uni, which yeah. is a bit odd, obviously, because. I don't know. I just was. Full, I, I fell behind with the whole social media thing, yeah. but I didn't. I didn't, wasn't in any of these groups. I don't think any like major like group what chats, chats yeah. which they probably were there. I just wasn't in them, yeah. so I didn't follow a lot of these people before. So there were some people who knew each other or knew of each other, but I didn't. I didn't yeah, know anyone. I not, literally met everyone yeah. from the day, day one. got there. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's not like I've really spoken. Like the thing is, with COVID, a lot of you you listening would know because you kind of, especially with medicine, how the, our course works. There's not really any large groups, so you usually have like your case based learning group, and then mm-hmm. you'll have your um, like clinical skills group. So yeah. you get to know those like handful of people yeah, in your group. Everyone else you just see around, but you don't get the chance to speak to them unless you, I guess, join the society. But then I don't know. Yeah, I think that's hard. I would I yeah. would say that's hard. So because... it's just hard. At least in lectures, like and stuff, you can sit with people. Then you see, yeah. like, you can just have the small talk, even though sometimes at the beginning it can be awkward. But then afterwards, it's fine. Like yeah. you actually just enjoy sitting in a lecture. I mean, you met tell because you met your friends. I'm pretty sure you met so, some of your friends on the first days. Yeah. So the actually the friend that I'm still friends with now and keep in touch with. So I met her on day one yeah. uh, of uni when we went into the wrong lecture theater. <laughs> So we went um, to, uh, I think it was the second year, the second year pharmacy students lecture room. And we sat at the back and I remember we were like, oh my gosh, so excited, you know, first day. <laughs> we were in the wrong room and then the lecturer was like, oh, um, it's so nice to see you all again. <laughs> we were like, like uh, again? I've never seen you before. Um, but yeah. that, that girl that I've made friends with on that day, I'm still friends with now. And she was really close with me and... 
Um, she's been a good friend, yeah. Anyways, like, let's move on from the friends and the social part because I yes. think people want to hear about the academics oh. of pharmacy. So what is it like to study pharmacy? Because, uh-huh. you know, I know from the medical perspective or people who do medicine that yeah. I knew, I think people in our sixth form, some people applied for pharmacy as, you know how the, you have the fifth choice? Yes, as the extra one. That yeah. always shocked yeah, me because yeah. I was yeah. like, well, you don't really, you don't really <laughs> see it as a proper thing, do you? I but, mean, yeah. it's... How is I it, think like, compared to medicine, I, I, okay, obviously I, don't, I haven't studied medicine. But I know, I think pharmacy was a lot harder in first year than everyone was. I think people tend to say first year of uni is not as bad as A-level. And mm. I disagree with it. Yeah. If you're doing such a heavy course like pharmacy, medicine, those kind of big chunky courses. Yeah. I was shocked in first year. I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, and in the in our first year, it's different now to the other first, like the first years now. Yeah. Because they used to have so much coursework. So I'm t- saying... Every two weeks, we would have a new coursework. I remember this specifically. And we all, with my friends, we still talk about it to this day because it was horrific. We would have a new, like, lab work or something, especially in first year because a lot of it's chemistry heavy for pharmacy. Mm. Um, so we'd had a lot of courseworks to do, a lot of, like, actual write, like, es- essays. I didn't do English or anything in A-levels. You have to well, write essays in first year. We had to write essays, yeah. Um, obviously, we they, they weren't too long, but I remember we had to do a lot of, like graphs and yeah. like actual like analysis a whole load of chemistry that's chemistry. all I remember so first year was quite chemistry heavy um so I found it harder and I was bombarded with a lot of lectures and a lot of stuff that we had obviously you don't you're not used to in A levels mm. so I wasn't expecting yeah. it to be that hard I think um but then second year definitely was better because it was more like biology based so we had a lot of more of the systems a lot of more of like the bigger topics like cardiology and stuff yeah. like that. So it was definitely um, a smooth... And I, and I by then I'd already known how the exams would be, going to how the... To le- like how to revise, yeah. Um, when the exams were, because I always say this, how I didn't know the exams were going to be in June. Or is it not even June? I mean, I mean in May. It's May. It's earlier than you expected. Yeah, because A-levels, obviously, you're expecting it to be at, like really towards the end of the year. But I, I was... I was shocked. When shocked. I, yeah, when I found out it was so early. Um, and we had marks and stuff. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, I think what we should address here is that a lot of people don't actually know what pharmacists actually do. They think it's like, you right. know, you just so maybe like, Okay, so far, what's a pharmacist? A pharmacist is someone... Because a lot of people underestimate the knowledge that yeah. pharmacists actually have. Okay, so I, uh, someone said this, that the pharmacist, like the scientist of a hospital or like a scientist from a patient's... Like who look the scientists of a ward, I would say. Yeah. Someone said it like that. Okay. So we know a lot of the mechan- mechanism of actions of drugs. Yeah. How they affect a patient, the side effects they can cause in a patient, where they interact with other medications. So we're looking at after a patient medication wise. I'd right. say that. Yeah. So if you need any medication help, I think pharmacist person yeah. knows it or should know it anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so because yeah. I think a lot of people get confused with, I think. People know pharmacists as a community pharmacist. Yeah, right. So, so it, it doesn't make so a community what's pharmacist a community to the layman in layman's terms, like community because people like the ones in boots basically. Yeah. So what do they do? They take in your prescription, they give you your medication. Yeah. That's so all. People think that it's is a job true. like a shop exchange. That's what they do, yeah. obviously. But in the background, what they're supposed to be doing anyway, what a normal pharmacist, a good pharmacist is doing, is checking all those medications fit you. Yeah. They apply like that. They won't cause you any harm. 
and they're fine for whatever you're taking and they're safe yeah. basically ultimately they're making sure it's safe for you to take that medication yeah so they're the person who splits your journey from the gp to your medication going straight into your hands that's what a pharmacist is so i think a lot of people can't seem to put that into a hospital mm. so if i say i'm working in a hospital they're like what, what, are you doing? what are you doing in a hospital? <laughs> You're just giving the medicines. The nurses yeah. do that, don't they? That's what a lot of people think. Hmm. Um, so right now, I think I can... Go I'll, just, I'll just say what I do so yeah, right exactly. now as a trainee pharmacist in a hospital. Yeah. So I go, on a, like, I go on wards. I go on different rotations. Um, so right now, I was in my paediatric rotation. So in the mornings, I would be speaking with patients, doing medication history. So what are they taking? Um, any allergies, stuff like that, anything that they buy over the counter. So I'm gathering all the information from patients. So we speak to patients um, and I review drug charts. So we anything that a doctor does, obviously a pharmacist comes and double checks. Mm. So we look, so I actually read notes. We actually read what a patient, what a patient's come in with and um, what the plan is for a patient. Mm. Um, so a lot of stuff that you'd be doing. Yeah. And then we look at the medications if it aligns. If it's safe for a patient, da da da, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you basically I, I, you're checking the doctor's like that is the role it's of like a pharmacist. Yeah. From what I've understood, it's like the doctor prescribes stuff. Obviously, doctors are doing a lot of things at the same time, so they might be yeah. something wrong. They might not check what interactions. Were. Ultimately, second. So check. you double check. You have to catch, catch their catch their mistakes. Yeah. Medication second check. Let's just say. Yeah. Simple terms. <laughs> so apart, apart from now, we've gotten to like understanding what you actually do. Yeah, that's what I've learned as well. In what uni. you've learned. So. I guess now we've got the information out of the way. What has the experience been like? Moving from, you know, studying and having the freedom or whatever as a student to being locked into the gruelling toil yeah. of a nine to five. <laughs> how has it been? This is the bit. This is the bit that we've been waiting for. I've literally written down the notes. Let me actually work <laughs> out my notes because I think the biggest thing that you'll feel from going in general, not even pharmacy or anything, but... Uh, especially when I finished uni, I finished with the COVID whole thing going on, right? So I had done third year and fourth year of uni at home. And then my exams had been at home. Everything was at home kind of thing. So it was even more relaxed than a normal university like would have yeah, lifestyle experience. would have been. So working nine to five in a hospital has definitely been a shock. And I wrote it down in my notes, nine to five is a scam. <laughs> because... When you're not used to it, I think it's really, really tiring and it hits you hard. It's it's just a lot harder. I think you just get tired more easily, number one. And you're ex- especially if you're working in a hospital, you're expected to know quite a lot straight away, I feel like. Um, even though I'm training, it's, it's just... Steep learning it's learning Yeah, because it's all focused, suddenly it's all the focus on you. Whereas in uni, you're in a lecture with like all you're the same likes, like-minded people, you know, you're still in school. Yeah. yeah. Whereas now people are looking now at you. Now they're like, like, right, so you finished school, you've graduated, you, you are a graduate. <laughs> Present the information of your four years of uni. <laughs> so yeah. that can be a shock, I think. Mm. I remember when I first started and I'm first rotation, where it's cardiology, like proper... Um, patient facing and everything and they're like oh so do your medication history and i'll just watch you and see like you know like are you like we'll just are you do you want to have a go like they say (laughs) and i'm like okay let's just go take your medication history and obviously in uni it's like a fake patient and stuff but this is like a real sick person who's like Mm. just so tired and you actually have to get information out of them but um 
I also wanted to ask, like, what is it like in terms of, you said it's weird because everyone's looking at you and being like, where's the knowledge that you yeah, have, yeah, yeah. have gained? Yeah. Um, do you get like, what's like imposter syndrome? Everyone talks about imposter oh, syndrome. yeah. Is it ever like, yeah. what the hell am I doing here? I think, um, I wouldn't say I have uh, felt, I would say I felt out of place, but not imposter syndrome. Mm, okay. I would say mostly out of place just because of the knowledge. And I... But the thing is, I know that with time that will come. So if I wouldn't say it was like, I completely feel like I've missed like a four years of the degree. Like (laughs) I wasn't even in that lecture. I wouldn't say I felt like that. Oh, that's good. I can't do that. So I think it's just that I know that I need to do a lot of revision and stuff that I need to commit to memory. Like, because now I'm working with it. It needs to actually be in my head. It wasn't, whereas in uni, a lot of the times exam, short term memory, you know, just quick bing bong, just get it. Yeah. for the exam whereas now it's actually you have to keep it committed to long-term memory mm-hmm. um but i think with experience yeah. time it will come so what about so like the environment i guess you're not in an office so it's going to be different dynamics but like yeah. the actual in working environment colleagues right office, office <laughs> politics <laughs> yeah so gossip so for my trainee yeah i've moved out so i've moved out oh, to yeah. some uh, the outback <laughs> The bushes. I moved out of London, so <laughs> it's definitely different. So I remember being very shocked with like, genuinely, pharmacy tends. If you live in London, pharmacy tends to be quite, you know, multicultural. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't see so many white uh, pharmacists. So when I the area that I'm working in, there's quite a lot of uh, white older pharmacists. Mm. So in like working with those people like the middle aged you know have kids you know they're all talking about what are you doing for the weekends it was a lot of that at the start like what do you do in your free time what do you do yeah um how's your family and like are you going over are you you going to like back to london for the weekend like it's a lot of like just weekend what are you doing for your free time that's the that comes up a lot when you're working regularly yeah. with people it's so funny which i didn't rec- all people want to talk about when you're working is the time when you're you yes work. yes and what do you do what do you do in your free they want to know you're like what do you mean what do i do i go home and sleep i watch netflix that is that is a big thing because yeah. i remember we i was talking with some of the other trainee pharmacists and they were like why do they ask us every week what are we going to be doing like it's going to be so different but yeah. it's it's small talk is a lot in um working like working when you're working nine to five kind of job it just yeah. becomes a big thing because you're not really that close with a lot of these colleagues at work, yeah so. you probably won't i suppose you can't be, i mean you're different people it's like 40 year olds and you're like 20s, yeah, or, yeah. 20s or whatever yeah um but everyone's been really nice i have to say this like yeah. the trust that i work at everyone's been really welcoming everyone helps out so I don't ever feel like I don't have enough support. Support, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Right. So now let's talk about the future. What are your plans? Do you want to stay in pharmacy, or do you have anything else that you want to? Um. So do? I th- think any job is. Go- I think in the future it's going in a way where everyone's going to be working something on the side. Because yeah, side hustle, yeah, it doesn't look like I, I'm hoping, inshallah, in the future to get involved in some kind of investment like in housing, housing or that like other business, any like property. Yeah, property, I think, would be, definitely be something, inshallah. But yeah. the thing is, to get to there, you'd have to build up money, yeah, and that takes some time. But I've always been interested, and in, we always watch a bunch of 
We, property in our house, house we are obsessed with obsessed it's not with even housing, like property market renovations we're just obsessed with like renovations of houses blah blah we yeah that I but think yeah, that would be good like a side income because yeah as you guys probably would know you know like the pay in NHS work to live not no no live no work to live not live to work yeah motto for life for me motto for so like, definitely let me even before we get into that because I, I, I have a few things yeah. to say about that but yeah. before we get to that everyone will know that NHS pay is right so I actually stop. have something about this so I've literally Look, written that I wrote the NHS and COVID mentally it is easier for you to lose more than you gain mm. so I feel like the NHS is just it's a charity it's, at this point and it's running on the goodwill and guilt of healthcare workers working in the NHS could have its own podcast. I think you should. It would be interesting yeah. when you start working. I see. I have I don't even work in the NHS, but I've seen it everywhere and I've heard it from you. That it's like there's a whole. It's like people who work in the NHS they need therapy because it's like it's when you want to take race. time off. Like oh you can speak gosh. about this. Yeah, it's. I think you just realize how much of a rat race. Rat race isn't even right. Like rat race seems like it should stay businessy kind of. Yeah, this is ridiculous because there's a human like proper humans you're working with isn't it who are really sick and stuff but um there's no time for people are running on i don't know what energy because nurses and doctors all the staff are up down up down not stopping for a second other than your lunch yeah so i think the way that you use your brain and the like how much you're putting into your work is actually it's coming i don't know where people get that minus energy yeah because you're really running on nothing but you're expected to do so much yeah um and you're using your brain so much as well yeah like i don't know if that makes sense it's like the thing is i feel like the average healthcare worker it's not sustainable it's not i feel like exactly for one human being to be working that hard and that much yeah. to keep it you're doing you're afloat. always doing just more to than keep one it afloat person. you're always doing more than one person's yes. job because obviously yes. nhs understaffed blah 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 blah. yeah so, and surprisingly yeah. even for pharmacy it's understaffed even in our department right now we're having trouble like they're having trouble keeping people in different wards and covering these new patients who are coming in obviously you need to see people who yeah. are new and make sure it's safe and everything but yeah it's crazy to me how the nhs is still like yeah like there because it I feel like there's a whole psychological thing where it's like, I don't know if it's the same for pharmacists, but I suppose so. Like, if you want a break or you want to take time off or whatever, you you can do it, but then you know that there's not really going to be anyone there yeah. to replace you. Or it's going to be difficult. You're going to be leaving a gap. Yeah. So then you end up going and doing things and, I suppose, not taking time off when you wanted to because, like, you are guilty about it. Yeah, or like you, are, think, or you stay late because you can't leave because you have to do this patient is there in front of you. You can't just right. walk out. So yeah, that happens even with pharmacy because I know even on my pediatric rota- rotation right now, there's a girl who covered one ward, mm-hmm. a pharmacist. Um, she's got, she went on holiday for a bit, and I could already see because obviously I'm just shadowing right now because I'm like a trainee, so I can't yeah. be left alone anyway. Mm-hmm. So whenever we I go back on that ward, I can see how she that's her ward right so she knows like everything on her the the where we update patients uh, details is all laid out you know she's yeah. written down every all of her information really mm-hmm. nice and clearly but for that period where she's off on holiday everything messes up a bit you know you can <laughs> you can see it's starting to mess up system isn't quite what it is supposed to be 
Um, but when she comes back, obviously she's like, oh, you know, there's this there's this patient hasn't been seen, you know, because yeah. it's been been like locum pharmacists or you know. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, they I think they get scared of that periods and yeah. stuff taking time off because you know it's gonna be like missed or something gets like out of your routine yeah because you're rel- because the wars rely so heavily on like that one person working so hard or so yeah. well to keep it yeah keep it going keep it's just it going, a lot which of it is, is on charity hard yeah and a lot of these people are not getting paid like they're not getting paid yeah like, enough at all but anyways so what we before we talk about we were talking about that we were talking about i guess your future career and what you want to do and oh, yeah. side hustles and yeah. things like that yeah I think I can see myself working in ph- hospital pharmacy. I've always wanted to m- move. I've definitely... So I used to work in community pharmacy. I don't know if I said Yeah, that. as yeah. like a part-time. Yeah, per- part-time throughout uni. Um, and I thought, um, it's not for me. <laughs> I don't think community pharmacy is for me. It's definitely a good, like... <laughs> good option. Option. It, I suppose it just depends Especially on Especially after want. I registered, like, if I need to look and stuff, that yeah. would be... It would be a good job. But I think I want to move up in, like, hospital pharmacy world. Um, uh, and I don't, I don't think I hate the job because there's some people, like some of my friends have been saying like, oh my gosh, I don't know pharmacy for me, blah, 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 stuff like that. And after f- like five years, you know, I could, I can definitely see myself staying in Continue. hospital pharmacy as my main job. Yeah. Um, and you know, the pay's okay as well. So could sustain me yeah. for a bit. But, you all, the but I do think I want to work in something else. Something else, yes. Because some the kind philosophy, of other business. The, not even philosophy, but like the thing behind <clears throat> it is that every job, be, like everything becomes, you get sick of it when you make it into like your yeah. sole re, like sole earnings. Like, yeah. I don't know if that even made sense. But like take YouTubers, I feel like I spoke about this before in the podcast, like whenever it becomes their their main job their main job yes. or main or they're dependent on it for a source of income you just start to hate it because you're there you're there because you're obliged to mm-hmm. so honestly even if you're passionate about medicine or you're passionate about pharmacy or you're passionate about something it's good to have something else it's yeah. good to have something else that you can dip into because you know you're there going there because you want to and also it gives you money but like you're there because you like it you know yeah so it's good to have other things on the side and i feel like that's where our generation is going with stuff like having yeah. Several, several and I think titles. it's probably going to be impossible in the future to have yeah, even one for, yeah, to keep you like your skills or whatever yeah. people are probably looking for people who I don't know work yeah, in different areas I think, different I think a lot of it's financial stress to be fair because financial, it's yeah. just impossible to you can't even buy a house with a doctor's like it's hard to buy a house with a doctor's <sighs> yeah. which is all nice and depressing <laughs> yeah. but yeah so I think I was thinking about that a lot and that's something I really want to talk about in a, in a further podcast about like the side know, side things yeah because i think when you are applying for university or you're like especially with a healthcare or like a vocational degree yeah where it's kind of like you know you're going to study pharmacy and you're going to become a pharmacist you study medicine and become a doctor you don't really think past that yeah you just go in tunnel vision you're like yes you can uh, yeah signal. because it's to be honest these all these jobs are supposed to be stable let's be honest yeah, like, we're, we're going into a stable job stable yeah. income you know potentially get a little house in the future a little yeah. car you know it's actually until a, you realize kind of stability yeah, that's exactly. what you expect you expect and then you realize you slowly start to realize yeah that you probably won't be able to afford that all that stuff that you wanted to despite yeah all despite this work. all this work mm-hmm. and then you realize you know it's just you're gonna have to do something else. It's gonna have to be something yeah. else. You're gonna have to become like Ali Abdal or like you have yeah. to have mul- yeah. multiple hyphens in to your, get there quickly. To kind get of. somewhere. Yeah. 
Okay, so I wrote down on my notes. Um, I'm tired all the time. So I brought Floridix solution. <laughs> the one with all the multivitamins and stuff. And I don't drink it. I don't have time to drink it. Isn't that kind of sad? <laughs> and also another thing. My flatmate keeps leave- kept leaving her keys. She's a junior doctor, by the way. Yeah. So first year junior doctor. Um, and she kept leaving her keys in her front door. <laughs> It's not even funny, it's quite sad, isn't it? Like, she's so tired that she can't even. She opens her door and leaves the key in the door, and that's happened. And I've had to knock on the door and tell her, you know, you've left your keys again outside because everyone's so tired. And obviously, she's working a lot, like, you're working more hours. So, as a pharmacy, like, in pharmacy, you work 9 to 5 30, so it's still normal hours for us. So, I'm, I should be, I'm actually fine compared to some (laughs) of the ghosts. <laughs> the ghosts that you see walking you around the hospital. And funny enough, those ghosts are going to are the ones who have more information and are taking a pa- uh, taking charge of patients a lot more. So, anyway, that just yeah, that's happened. Um, it's not even really a nine to five for me. That's yeah. what I wrote down. So there's a lot more things that we do. Like sometimes we do late weekends shifts included on calls when you register. Yeah. So it's and funnily enough, we do residencies because this is something I've had to look at. So I'm obviously I'm going to be applying for jobs after my registration, mm-hmm. and a lot of these, um, if you want to move up bands and stuff, or you want to get become more specialist, more specialized, whatever, you have to do things like uh, residency. So you stay in a hospital. So for example, yesterday I had a talk for guys in St Thomas's Hospital. Potentially, I want to apply there yeah. for my band six job. So right now it's a trainee and then band six is yeah. the next year after I register. Um, but they said they have a three year course where you uh, have to do a diploma. If you're doing pharmacy, um, some people do a diploma so that they can, it's like a project and then you can move up to band seven and obviously pay goes up and you know, more specialized. Yeah. So to do the, in that, in those three years it comes with that diploma and more training more rotation so it's quite good you get to go across different trusts in london so it's quite a good, good program but one of the things that they ask you is that you do a residency in those three years so your on calls you have to go into hospitals mm. sleep there and take on calls now that's something i thought only medics did i was a bit shocked I was like, that doesn't sound fun to me. And some of the band six, the current band sixes there, they literally came on the call and they looked dead. They were like, yeah, so we get 180 calls a night. I was like, absolutely not. So that's something I didn't know. Yeah. Um. So cool. even for pharmacy, it can get. Yeah, it can a bit, get a bit like. I didn't think that. Medicine. Like. I really thought only doctors, nurses do that yeah. kind of stuff, but apparently pharmacists are involved um yeah i wrote here breakfast gone (laughs) yeah tell us about like work-life balance oh my god now that you've i suppose now that you've been doing it for like i used to have breakfast i used to eat breakfast on the regular i used to be the i my friend will vouch for me okay she i whenever in uni i always used to say how can you not have breakfast you know you breakfast is the most important meal of the day (laughs) That's what I always used to say to her. And now I do not breakfast eat breakfast. <laughs> I swear, I, I feel like I get... I just can't. I'm I w- sick in the morning. Kind of, because I wake up late. I'm trying to make, go to sleep late because you're trying to max out your rest time. Oh, I could. That, yeah. I can't, that's a big thing that happens with when you start working. Yeah. Like, you just really want to have your own time, you know, make up those hours, and mm-hmm. then you get less sleep. and yeah. It can be quite bad, but, I mean, 
Yeah. I mean, I suppose, actually, it's something to talk about is that, obviously, because you lived at home for university. Yeah. What has it been like moving? So, moving out. Moving out to the countryside. <laughs> moving out to the greenery that is Greenland, anyway. <laughs> Anyways. It's definitely different. I think London, I'm, I miss London, for sure. I think um, living out there, you know, everything closes at five. <laughs> There's no buses. There's no buses past a certain... Oh my god. Sunday buses finish at like four or five. That's crazy. That area my that I live. Yeah. I'm not used to that because buses in London are... All the time. All the time. I mean, they're need. reduced right. at, at certain times. Yeah. I live in like proper, quiet, like suburban. Yeah. Just <laughs> Green. There is some country, like green fields and stuff area. Um, it's I nice. mean, moving out, I suppose, like, not even just from London, what is it like living your own? Living, I think I, at the beginning I really enjoyed it, obviously, because we're a big family. Um, yeah. I enjoyed my little room, my little toilet, you know, <laughs> kitchen. Privacy. Yeah, I could do whatever I want when I wanted, although there's not much to do there, but um, I enjoyed it. And after a while, I think it it's nice to have family and stuff around, because yeah. I feel like when you're so heavily involved in work and stuff, you come home sometimes you can be thinking a lot about work and stuff and you if you don't have people that you can just casually like you, someone someone else's situation like you know yeah. talk about things other than yourself like, like think about the, other things think about something else yeah yeah it's nice to have that um whereas nice if you're to... on your own you could draw you can dwell on it a lot longer mm. like oh i did this today you know or i didn't do this so i felt a bit like that you know yeah um so it's nice to have something that breaks it up Anyways, yeah. well, we've had a really interesting talk coming up to the end of it now. So, any last words? Or any any last words of inspiration? Anything you have to say for people? <laughs> I feel like a, people absolutely. who are studying pharmacy, because I suppose yeah. there could be some people studying pharmacy, or anyone who's is gonna be working in the hospital environment I think in the future. Anyone working in the hospital environment, good luck. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's no. I think you, if you're in uni and you're studying to do any kind of healthcare professional become any kind of healthcare professional mm. you're 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 well on your way already yeah so you have the knowledge you will have the knowledge you just i think confidence is a big one yeah a lot of people are and i've been told i'm not that my if i'm more confident you're probably going to do better because you have the knowledge so everyone has the knowledge and it all comes with time all of these people walking around no like they know it all in this hospitals they all care were in your position and i think it's just comes with time yeah and it, it it's it feels like a lot when you see so many people and so many people like who seem to know so much as well yeah but you have to understand it's all within time that's it i think that's it 